Hey, what is up? It is Nathan Resnick with Sourceify, and today we have another amazing guest on Product Sourcing Stories. This is a show about the entrepreneurs, creators, and founders that bring ideas to life. Let's dive in and hear how these people grew. Hey, welcome to Product Sourcing Stories with Nathan Resnick. Today we have Taylor from Feet Socks. This is one of my favorite entrepreneurs and founders of all time. I mean, if you follow Taylor online, you're always just excited to read his content and see what he's doing. Taylor, welcome to Product Sourcing Stories. Can you give us a quick 30-second introduction? Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, and this, you're also one of my favorite people to read about online. So the respect and love is mutual. Um, quick intro background on me. Started a company called Feet Socks in college. Um, was able to scale up pretty quickly. Uh, Absorbed socks, hoodies, hats, shoes, shirts, backpacks. Kind of entrepreneur. I've done a little bit of everything. Uh, and yeah, been through the ups and downs, a lot of downs, some ups, um, and still alive. Nice. Love to hear it. Tell me about the first product you ever manufactured. Yeah. So this was even before feet. The first product I ever, ever manufactured was uh, t-shirts for my fraternity and sorority in college. Um, and I was just from a local print shop. I figured I could make a margin. So I started manufacturing, had no idea what a paint it was. So that was custom. And we were doing custom stuff and custom's great because you can get the money up front and then you go and fulfill it after. So I would get, I would get a thousand bucks from a fraternity and go spend 500 making the shirts. But with custom, there's a million ways to get it wrong. And there's one way to get it right. <laughs> so I remember like, I thought I was killing it. I was making like 20 grand a semester. Uh, I think my junior year and I had this one like 15 or $20,000 order and the shirts came back and they, the, I made them for the client. The client goes, these are maroon, not burgundy. Oh. me i'm just like uh isn't that the same color yeah we're like, no our school colors are burgundy this is maroon and i was just yeah. like damn so i went out of pocket because it's like you have wow. to once yeah. you make it really bad so that made me realize like damn i have to and that was my manufacturer's problem i also had a different manufacturer i made mm. like a thousand pocket tees and the design was supposed to be in the pocket and for some reason it got shipped to the fraternity it was like a thousand shirts and the design was printed above the pocket oh jeez. The fraternity president called me. He's like, this has got to be a joke, right? And I was just like, damn. <laughs> so it was Dang. after that one where I shut down that business because it's too much liability. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm curious too. I mean, when you were starting that and running that and, you know, printing shirts and hoodies and apparel for fraternities and sororities, like, did you ever think about manufacturing abroad or your just first thought was like, let's just go to the local print shop? We had to move on such, such quick terms that we had to just go local. And I didn't even think about going abroad because I had no idea how to deal with China. Mm -hmm. And I finally went abroad. This is my senior year of college when um, we started making socks. We started making these socks. And at first we would source them. We'd go to Ross and TJ Maxx and buy all the white Nike and Adidas socks. Mm. We had a little heat press and we'd press them. <laughs> and, and we did that for our first couple thousand pairs. And we're like, okay, cool. We actually have to make these socks. We started making them, get just buying white blank socks online. And then it got to the point where it was towards the end of the senior year where we had, a, we were doing a lot of revenue. We were going to put in an order for uh, 3000 pairs, which was a so much, so many pairs to us. Mm -hmm. I forget how, maybe through Alibaba or something, we got connected to some manufacturer in China. We get the samples. We go back and forth on approval. It takes forever, probably like two or three months just to get a sock back and forth on approval, which is, is the, you have no idea. You have no appreciation for how many minor details go into a product. Right. If you try to manufacture it. You're like, Oh my God, I didn't know it was so complex. Um, and everything that can go wrong will go wrong. 
So finally, we, we nail it. And the thing that sucks is it's shipping back and forth. It takes 10 days to get something back and forth. And things just take forever. The time zones, it's just miserable. Um, mm-hmm. We find a product we like. We order 3,000 pairs of socks. They're awesome. We sell through them in probably a, a month or two. Um, we're like, cool, we're going to grow. We're going to order 20,000 pairs of socks. Wow. So we put in our second order for 20,000. You went 000. from 3,000 to 20,000. Yeah, we were in college. We, yeah, we had no idea what was going on. Uh, we had 50, cause we sold the three, we sold the bunch of pairs and we, we had like $50,000 in our bank account. We're like, let's mm-hmm. just put it all in inventory. Yeah. So we spent the $50,000 to buy like 20,000 pairs or something. And we're just like waiting for the arrive. We're so pumped. We're so pumped. And I remember we had this little warehouse, like right next to our dorms in college that we had and 20,000 pairs of socks arrived, which is a ton. And we get them. We're so pumped to put them on. Parker rips open one of the boxes. Let's go. Like we're all going nuts. Look at all these socks. He goes to put it on. He can't put it on his foot. What? And I was like, what? The socks didn't stretch. So there's, oh. they, they cheaped out on us and didn't put any spandex in this run. Jeez. These socks, like Parker was like, ah, this must be a bad batch. And we're like, yeah. yeah. Let's go and open another box. Same thing. We open wow. another box. Same thing. So we went from like super excited to being like, oh shit, now we have no money. We have socks that you literally can barely even put on your foot. They have no space. They're so hard to put on what do we do? And that really screwed us. So that like, let us know that like relationships with manufacturers are so important. And what we've learned after is like, just because they do one production run well, like they might want to cheap you out of the next run. Um, right. It's important to have relationships and connections with those factories and stuff because we got burned and it was horrible. Totally. Totally. That's, that's a great story. I mean, you can learn a lot just from listening yeah. to that. I'm curious right now because, you know, Feet's rolled out a bunch of different products now besides socks. Walk us through, you know, your team's process of like validating ideas before you place these big purchase orders. I mean, how do you know a new product is going to be successful before you place a big PO? Yeah. So we always, we start, that's a great question. Um, Cause there's nothing scarier than having inventory that you can't sell because that's just cash that's tied up. You're, you're paying money to store it and it's just, you can't liquidate it. It's really hard to liquidate it. If you want to liquidate it, you discount it. Then you discount your brand and flood people with products. And they're not going to buy your stuff at the full price later. So it's really, really bad if you have inventory that you can't sell. Um, that being said, from socks, we tested, tested into a bunch of different products. We tested bags, we tested you know, hats, we tested fanny packs, we tested everything, we tested hoodies. We always test small, super small production runs. And we'd rather pay a premium and be small versus take on the, get the price savings and just be stuck with inventory. So hoodies were actually one that we, when we started doing hoodies, it was um, through this company called Applique, which I think, uh, yeah, you're familiar with them. They're in downtown LA, it's like a Shopify plugin where you just, literally uh they have a base uh like a hoodie and then design in on their end and they print when the order comes to shopify they print it and they ship it got it so it's like a print on demand type of model yeah so like printful or like there's a lot of these companies um for shopify stores um and we take no inventory i think it was costing us 45 or 50 bucks a hoodie Mm. in, and we were selling them for like 60 or 70 so we weren't making any money but we're like look if we can make 10 15 bucks and have no cost and no risk. Why not? Right. We were doing that, and then I think like month one, we sold like two hundred thousand dollars of those hoodies. Wow. And we were just like, okay, this market is validated, um, mm-hmm. and we could be making these hoodies way more effectively and efficiently, and make a lot more money. Got uh, it. So that's how we tested into hoodies, and then we started doing them in LA, ordering you know ten or twenty thousand units at a time um, in Los Angeles. Still, 
not really at an effective cost, mm -hmm. uh, but really good quality control. And we, we, we could see it. And we thought we couldn't go overseas because we thought we needed the quality of LA and LA is the best quality and whatever. Then uh, with the, we recently in the past couple of months went overseas or we've been working on this for like probably four or five months and it cut our price in half and it increased our quality. So wow. we were under this idea that like made in the US, it's the best quality. And that's just like mm -hmm. brainwashed because like China has the best machinery. They have the best quality control. And like the US, there's always differentiation with the runs. It's just not set up to do things at scale. So there's always issues. So like mm. our quality has increased so much and our price has got a lot better. I got, got it. it. That's amazing. So walk us through that process of, all right, you go from printing on demand to validate the idea. You're then producing, you know, tens of thousands of units in LA. And then you get to a point where, okay, we want to cut costs. Let's move overseas. What's that process of moving from a factory in LA to a factory overseas? I mean, what does that look like? Do you just ship them samples or how does that work? Yeah, it's hard because um, no matter what, like obviously everyone always wants to save money on cost, but once you devalue your product and your product's not good, you lose. So it's like, number one, we always look at is like how we cannot sacrifice our product at all. And we'd rather pay the high premium cost and have a better product than not. So that was always in our mind, no matter what we do, it has to be the most premium high quality product. Product quality can never go down. It can only go up and it has to go up with every production run. And we take pride in that. But as far as going overseas, it's really hard because, you know, you'll meet a bunch of people who can source, you'll talk to a bunch of different factories. Um, and a lot of these people are like communication barriers, really difficult. Uh, you're shipping stuff. It takes weeks to get there or weeks back. And it just takes forever. And you just don't know. Like when you're established, you, no one wants to change up their relationships and start a new relationship. Because you know, mm -hmm. The biggest thing is trust. Like, do you trust these people if you wire them the money? And especially a lot of these factories need 50% up front before they start. And it's like, that's a lot of money for us to wire. Right. We're going to pull it off. So right. it's really difficult. We talked to a lot of people. Got uh, it. So, so now that you have your products at the factory overseas, walk us through that process. Like how do you handle the freight and importation of those products to your warehouse in America? And then, you know, also how do you get your products from your warehouse to your end customers? Is it through a 3PL or, you know, how does that operation look? Yep. So as far as the, the freight and all the, granular stuff parker my partner deals with that a little closer so i'm honestly not sure it's magic to me <laughs> it says i'm buying this and then they show up so i'm sure there's a lot more stuff going on there um but then we use a 3pl called chipmunk um and they're here based in san bernardino in los angeles probably like an hour from us so product goes from manufacturer to 3pl our third party logistics company Order comes in through Shopify. That order gets routed to Shipmunk. Shipmunk fills that order, sends customer tracking. So we made a decision um, as we started scaling the business because it got to a point where we were shipping hundreds of packages a day on our own. And then I hired a warehouse manager and we had a warehouse. And I was just like, we're not going to be the best shippers in the world. The same way we're not the best manufacturers in the world. It makes better to use outsource partners who are pros at that and could focus on other parts of the business. Got it. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, tell me about one tool in your supply chain or in your business as a whole that you couldn't live without. Ooh, one tool in our supply chain that I couldn't live without. Or business, doesn't have to be supply chain. I mean, business, Shopify just makes things so easy. Mm -hmm. I think that's a pretty common answer. I'm trying to think of something better. Um, I mean, Shopify is, you know, the best e-commerce tool in, in the world, I think. I mean, without Shopify, you wouldn't have all of these, you know, small, medium-sized e-commerce businesses. It'd just be so much harder to start and scale. 
Yeah, Shopify makes things so easy. I remember so well when we first heard about Shopify, it was like 2015 or 2014. And we were in college and we, we, we got a meeting with the Chubby's founders. And we were in college and Chubby's was the coolest thing ever. <laughs> I forget what, I think we were on a WordPress based site or something else. And I just remember walking away from that meeting and like we were just like talking about and the one thing like he said 20 times is like, when you leave this meeting today, go start a Shopify. Go <laughs> Shopify. And I was like, what's Shopify? And I remember I kept asking that. He's like, all that matters for you guys at your scale right now is be on Shopify. They'll make your life a million times easier. And that's right. the same thing I give all entrepreneurs. Just get yeah. on Shopify. Hopefully you told you to buy the stock too, right? <laughs> oh yeah. I got in a little early on that. I sold too go. early too. I, I rode that stock for a while and that thing's a rocket ship. Yeah. It's pretty incredible. We all joke like all the, my friends are entrepreneurs and we're just kind of we're like, we're all like, we would have made more money if instead of starting a Shopify store, we'd put all of our money into Shopify. <laughs> there you go. All right. So wrapping up here, tell us about one, you know, manufacturing disaster you had, or if it's not a disaster, one huge manufacturing, you know, success story where your partner really came through to fulfill orders in a, in a you know, high demand moment. Um, yeah. So I think I, I talked a little bit about the disasters, whether it was the printing t-shirts incorrectly or the socks that didn't stretch. And there's been so many disasters and there's just so many little things that happen. And it's like things you don't even know, like the eyelet of a hoodie, which is like, I didn't even know that word existed. And it's, like, yeah. it's, <laughs> and it's just like, really, you're going to mess that thing up? Or it's like the sizing, like, really? Like, it's just, there's so many things that go wrong. So things mm -hmm. that go right, like we've been in pinches sometimes where um, we'll need cash faster than we have product. So like when they pay off bills or whatever, and we'll, we'll launch something on pre-order or pre-sale, like a product we had lined up and launched a couple of days early just to get the cash to cover some bills or whatever it is. Um, and manufacturers have shipped really quickly and then Shipmunk will, normally they take up to five days to receive your product, they'll receive our product same day and save our assets and ship the stuff out same day. Um, That's so amazing. Them kind of going, Shipmunk and our manufacturers kind of rushing things when we need them, especially we need them a lot. It's been extremely helpful. But side on like the, the, the scary stories like oh my god there's so many horrible things even like um my last bottle which is a water bottle company i was starting and working on like met someone at the canton fair and i thought like i'm gonna do this all on my own this time like direct to the source blah 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 i fly to china i meet with a bottle manufacturer he tells me it's all good i get these bottles um and the cap doesn't fully screw on so the bottle leaks and i'm like dude like <laughs> I, I, I checked everything with you. And like, I'm like, dude, how do you sell me a bottle that doesn't, that leaks? Like that's rule number one. Like there's two pieces to a water bottle. It's a bottle and it's a cap. Like just make sure the cap screws on. It right. doesn't, that's all you have to do. And it still got messed up. Jeez. And it's just like, you have no leverage in this situation. I've already wired him a bunch of money and he's like, I'll make you more. And I'm like, dude, give me my money back or right. something. He's like, I'll make you an extra hundred units. And I'm like, well, that does nothing for me, dude. Right. Like, doesn't fix the thousands of units you messed up. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Well, I know you have a lot going on, Taylor, and I'm sure a lot of people are going to want to get in touch or follow you. You know, where's the best place to, to find you? LinkedIn. All right. Awesome. <laughs> uh, Taylor Offer on LinkedIn, at Taylor Offer on Instagram, my newsletter, group-chat.com, which will be changing soon to melrosestreetjournal.com. But uh, follow me on any of the socials and you'll, you'll find it. Awesome. Taylor, thanks again for coming on Product Sourcing Stories. Of course.